it's back. Starving for attention, it's back. I think two a day. Two a day is where I'm at. Two a day is respectful. Hey everyone, what's going on? Richard Blaze here and Jasmine Blaze. Welcome to the podcast. It's starving for attention. The Quarantine Chronicles. I never checked my levels, I just realized. And they're Uh, not on. Well, so that's an issue. No, you're on. (laughs) You're good. Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, We are back and you might have heard as we just got started talking. We're looking at the... Big exciting day yesterday. Wow. That's right. Yes. We're looking at this sleek. And when I say sleek, it's slick. It is. It is a uh, 120 uh, year anniversary edition bottle of San Pellegrino. Uh, proud sponsor, presenting sponsor. But it's like it's got the like beveled glass up here. Is that what that, they call this design? It's it is. Really nice. Beveled glass. It's looking like a chandelier. It's a 120 year celebration. Thank you, San Pellegrino, for being the presenting sponsor. And for also, of course, as we've been mentioning in each every episode, uh, donating very quickly during yeah. the quarantine a million dollars for COVID relief through the James Beer Foundation. So Yeah, to the Restaurant Relief Fund, right? Like going directly to help restaurant workers and, and people that are affected by this pandemic. It's amazing. Unbelievable. So thank you so much for the amazing new bottle, for keeping us hydrated, for the uh, effervescent bubbles. Yeah, I don't think we said what was exciting. We, we got a delivery of, of these beautiful bottles and it actually helped, uh, our homeschooling for the day because we had the kids out there doing math of like, you have 12 bottles and this many on the pallet and this many in a box and how many bottles total and how many per day. It was great. Good math too. Uh, unbelievable and a really 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 good looking bottle we'll put up a picture on the stories for sure so thank you once again to sam pellegrino for uh, helping our industry out and for helping uh this podcast as well and for more information of course you can go to www.sanpellegrino.com chefs all over their page doing the right thing uh and making great product which is what it's all about speaking about great product uh, food media, the quarantine chronicles. Media is oh, you a mean product. Like our, I thought you meant our podcast. Oh, <laughs> no. I, I wasn't. was like, good one. I good wasn't. segue. Although I feel like we hit a stride last week. Just a quick little internal recap. Okay. What do you think, Jasmine? Um, you you did tell me that. You told me that you listened to our podcast like three times, which you never listened to our podcast. So that's actually pretty impressive. Where do you listen? This is for the viewers. Where do you listen to podcasts? Because I, you know, we're not driving as much because of the quarantine, mm, but I listen to them on long runs. So I've been trying to do like a weekly eight to 10 mile run. And I listen to our podcast during like the hard moments of that run. So like in the middle of it, mm. I'll listen to our podcast like three times back to back to back. And I thought last week's open was really great. I love you, uh, your role specifically. And people are commenting. They want more Jasmine Blaze <laughs> on the podcast, by wow. the way. Here I am. There, <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> uh, so Quarantine Chronicles, episode four. Yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about food media today and just the state of where it is. I mean, it's kind of hypercharged, I would say, because everybody's cooking. So the state of food media, that's where we're at. It is. But I want to start with, I read a new word. So there's a new word in food media, the lexicon of food media. Have you heard it? I don't think so. It's panic food. Ah, you did bring this up briefly. I did. I, did. I, I mentioned this, this to you yesterday. Because I thought I knew what your panic food was, but you didn't answer me yet. So we'll, we'll save ah. it's a surprise for the podcast here. But what is the thing that you really like need to have in the house to mm. feel okay during this time? I got it. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, something that's What's food your panic because food? there's probably panic 
you know, other things as well. Sure. Uh, and describe one more time. So this is a food yeah. you need. So now. this is a food. I, I, it's a food that you need during this quarantine time, during this pandemic time, this high stress moment where you're trapped in the house and there's not a lot of goods available. You know that if you mm. ran out, you would be like, ah, when am I going to get more of this? Mm, interesting. Now, you have not revealed to me yours. I know. You think you know mine. And you you think mine. Are, mine. mine are... It's okay if they're weird. That's mine, the I don't point, know. Right? I, yeah, I'm not sure if I've actually honed in on mine yet, but I think I have. But I'm not 100% sure. Like, okay. I think I've nailed mine. I think I have what they are because it's what I eat most days. But I don't know. All right. I'll you take a guess. Me. Okay, go ahead. All right. Uh, fresh fruit. This seems to be something that always has to be in the house. It is, but that's such a generic. I feel like it that's not healthy. fair. Okay, I think so you'd have to say like bananas or apples or, you know. Well, based just off of your purchases recently, then I would yeah. say, I mean, we're getting pallets of citrus also yes. delivered to the house. Okay. But it's well, not citrus. You need citrus. vitamin C. I mean, it's So this is a medical you. thing as well. Huh. Maybe, is it bananas then? Because you're not a massive <sighs> banana consumer. I'm the banana consumer. You are. I, I do like half a banana a day probably. Um, and then you like cold bananas, which I love cold bananas. I find pretty gross. One of the few things. A cold you, banana. You don't not, find them pretty gross because you eat them all the time out of the fridge that I put in there specifically for me. Well... And this is something that I pride myself on. I am the also the trash compactor of the fridge. I, as a cook and a, a someone who uh, eats things in the house, my role is to eat the things that are on their way out. Ugh. So a half yes, of an old true. banana in the fridge, to me, is just like, that's my job. Right. I had to call <laughs> you off of it. I had to tell you specifically, hey, I put these bananas in the fridge to get cold for me to have. Yeah, you've started this week. You just started putting post-it notes on things that I'm not supposed it to It didn't touch. even work. I put post-it notes on two bananas that were like, you know, brown and spotted. I was like, save these for banana pancakes because everybody's excited for banana pancakes. I was standing there when you just came over and grabbed the whole thing. And like I, you were just going to eat two bananas at a time. I thought the kids were doing some sort of art project. There's that whole thing yeah. that wasn't that long ago that was a banana duct taped to a wall. <sighs> so anyways, is your panic food bananas? Is that what you're saying? No, it's not. As a matter oh, of fact, okay. I would say uh, of the weird things that have happened during quarantine, my banana uh, desires have lowered which most people's have increased i think during quarantine mine have lowered uh listen rice you said is one and i, I and i do think that for me as a cook rice is a panic food As a matter of fact it happened last night you're like look you're there you go there you're cooking rice right it's an easy thing that i can control i know i can cook it in 30 minutes right it's a and i know that everyone plate likes it filler yeah everybody likes it that's true and if it wasn't and if we lived in a different type of if i had an alternative uh, world family right it would be pro probably pasta like as a uh, cook you were eating, yeah I get my you. instinct is pasta is so easy to throw together and make delicious and everyone loves it except we're kind of gluten-free most of the yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, so rice is one. So rice is one? As a cook. You feel like rice is one as a cook. So a you cook. would, if you didn't have it, you would feel like, oh, we need rice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, as a cook, I would okay. feel like rice. Right. And, and, and then I, I guess that alternatively, pasta might be one. As a, uh, as a diner. Yeah. Mine is going to be weird because quarantine is weird. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm in a full... Ozark style beard right now, by the Ugh. way, that you just can't stand. It's the hair and the my beard hair's right flopping now. Out. I, I did an Instagram live looking it. like this. It's unbelievable. People are like, David Spade. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I find that a compliment. Uh, I'm going to say as a, as a consumer, it's weird. And you mentioned it early on in the podcast a couple of episodes ago. Mm. It's the non-dairy creamers. Oh God. Yeah. You are really going through those really quickly. 
Well, the thing is, listen, we've been sort of dairy, no unnatural sugars, mm-hmm. and well, you know, I mean not a lot that that, that market has come a long way. Uh, non-dairy creamer to people like my mom's generation is is like uh, Vienna. What's the, no, uh, no. What's the uh, uh, the massive brand that made is like a powdered creamer, right? Yeah. Um, oh, the logo the, is uh, the logo is carnation. In yeah, but it's it's uh, there's a, a name for it. Um, Cremate or cre- whatever. I mean, anyways. Yes. But what is it? So that's what non non dairy like creamer. That. I think for a lot of people <laughs> harkens that. But non dairy creamer has come a long way. Now you can get coconut milk or oat milk or almond milk, and you can get it. You know, with sugar, without sugar, sweetened, flavored, all. You know, I mean, there's just a billion different types. It is it's amazing, so, and that's mine right now because obviously I'm still drinking coffee. We're brewing our own. I'm not going I out as much. I would add onto your list <laughs> seltzer water. Because when oh. we don't have it, you get a little jittery. You get a little like, I got to go to the store. Yes. Uh, I'll give you that. Yeah. Any sort of, any, listen, any obviously Pellegrino, Pellegrino is a yep. sponsor of the pod, but it doesn't have to always be Pellegrino. Any sort of sparkling, any non-caloric yeah. water yeah. I need. And I have had to um, be very careful about my uh, bubbly water intake during quarantine because we're not going to the store a lot. Right. So when the Pellegrino showed up yesterday, it was sort happy of day. like, it was Christmas. Yeah. I'm not going to Happy lie. day for you. We super, don't have to worry happy. about running out. So what about you? Okay. So me, um, I feel like I want to say peanut butter, but I could easily say nut butter because I'm not really particular, mm. but like I really do make sure we always have it. So yeah, that's, that's certainly one of them. And, and you know, I just re-upped some at, at Trader Joe's this week. So like. It's definitely one of mine. TJ's in the house. Yeah, listen, I think it is. As a matter of fact, let's get dig into your psyche. We have yeah. a child yeah. with a peanut allergy. Yes. I'm about to do a video for uh, mm-hmm. an allergy uh, sort of uh, association this week. Okay. Uh, and you still have peanut butter in the house, which is one of those things for me. It's like, listen. I like peanut butter better than almond butter. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, like you're like making like a really distinct like you're well, like yeah, peanut butter is king. Way better, yeah. Um, well, th- yeah, yeah. But I agree with you. I think not even just quarantine or not. You yeah. peanut butter uh, is is your safe. I safe. should say. I mean, I feel like you're kind of calling me a bad mom here, but um, oh my gosh, uh, I did all. clear it with our allergist, uh, our our um, her her doctor that you know it's okay to have it in the house. Her allergy is uh moderate to severe you know she hasn't had any episodes they're all serious meeting. yeah from um, my work with other allergy of course uh, foundations um, i didn't say serious i said moderate to severe truly and we are very careful and i think having it in the house actually helps her a little bit more for real world application of knowing that you have to ask when you, when you eat stuff or you have to check and you know and that is why i love you because literally as you we've never had this conversation i've said things like why is there a peanut butter in the house we should just throw it away but i think that's the reason to have it in the house yeah because it it keeps the antenna up that like yeah in the real world peanut butter is going to be around right if you only ever see almond butter cups and then you see a reese's cup out you might just be like i'm gonna eat it because i can eat these like you know so yeah 100 percent. and yeah. i would never even allude to the fact that you are not a great mother, specifically during quarantine where you're holding down like uh, algebra class every totally. day. Yeah. And I am not. No, um, no, no. They don't even come to you anymore on those. On those <laughs> they questions. do, but usually the answer is, this is how I would do it. I think it's wrong. Go check with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that whole teacher thing, uh, I did an Instagram live today. Wiley Dufresne popped up. Yeah. And uh, Do you think I, it was by accident? 
Like, like we talked <laughs> like about last push, week. Yeah. Like you pushed the button. And it was like, oh gosh, now Probably. I'm on Richard Blaze's and, and, and I did exactly what I said. Yeah, like I saw his name out. pop up and I'm like, yeah. Wiley Dufresne's here. And everyone got excited. So then yeah, you have to hang man. out Yeah, then you got to stay and say hi. Um, and uh, he's teaching, obviously, his kids and uh, the commune that he has going on over on his Instagram pa- page during quarantine. Yeah. And he's doing like metal shop and knife sharpening and great. <laughs> all sorts of crazy stuff. So uh, we're all teaching. We're all doing the best that we can. But you're crushing it, truly. Why, thank you. Uh, so your panic food is peanut butter. Mine peanut is butter. rice and or creamers. Yeah. Everyone, listen, let us know your panic food. Yeah, we want you to hear can, it. We'll take some pictures. We'll post something on Instagram. We'll get a poll going or something. We have to get this community engaged more. Yeah, listen. You guys gotta come find us on Instagram at starving for the number four pod, P-O-D, and come tell us what your panic food is. We'll put up a post. You find it. You let us know. Yes, we'll make it. We, we got to get engaged with the community and uh, we got to get them involved in the episodes. Maybe we should do like a community Zoom night or something like that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of panic, Jasmine Blaze. Yeah. Uh, this week had probably for the first time during quarantine, a, uh, a media induced panic a food, uh, dust up. A food media panic? Food media. I was going to say, there's plenty oh, of media yeah. panic. This is true. A food there's, media panic? Yes, and there's plenty oh, of... Oh, a dust up. That's right. There was a dust up this week. Woo. Uh, and a actually, you... It came to my attention when I read an article on Eater. This is, of course, we're talking about the uh, Allison Roman, Chrissy Teigen bout. Ding, ding, mm. ding. Bing, Although bing, it wasn't much of a fight. It was a... It was kind of a one-sided... It was like a... Uh, punch. Yeah. So it was uh, a, What do they call that? A, a sucker punch bit of a sucker punch right i guess there's a way you could definitely say that and uh we've covered some gossip before on the pod yeah. right we did the uh cat core reversal amazing yes um we like broke that news the morning it came out and like we're in the industry so as we get into this just let's let that be clear that we are letting you know our thoughts on this allison roman chrissy teigen dust up basically from me reading one article on eater i didn't even read the article that was being mentioned you might have what how did you come about this um, yeah, I think I ran across it on Instagram. Someone posted something about it, you know, and, and then I went to go f- see like a little, little background of like, what are they talking about? What happened? Mm-hmm. And, and kind of, I read a couple, maybe one or two other articles on it, but I don't think I ever read the original article either. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I guess what we're saying is we're not journalists. We read two articles. We, uh, li- you know, we're just re- podcasters. We're just, po- <laughs> we, we read a couple comments and now we're going live with the story, but we're just getting that out of the way. So, uh, do you want to bring people up to speed as to generally what happened? Oh, um, yeah, I can. I mean, you can also Google it. Um, but basically Alison Roman, a cookbook writer, recipe worker, food lady, um, person in the food world, um, was doing an interview. Uh, her interview I think was specifically about her launching some housewares, kitchen tools type, type of stuff. And she just kind of lashed out, um, comparing herself to Chrissy Teigen, um, and in the same, you know, vain knocking Chrissy Teigen and what she's done and, and, you know, kind of saying like, why does she have what she has basically? And Marie Kondo too, for some reason. So yeah, that was pretty much it. And then she, uh, I think apologized the next day yes, after, so it, after it went live. So of course, uh, the Twitterverse and media went Pounced. wild. Pounced. Um, because Chrissy Teigen's got a massive you know, following yeah. army of people behind and her. And so does Marie Kondo, honestly. And, like. and Marie Kondo, a hundred percent. And Alison Roman, quite yeah. honestly. Right. Uh, so this became uh, pretty hot gossip, yeah. right? Very fast. Um, and I think very also- Very fast. And I think people um, um, fell on sides very fast, you know, Who, whose side you're on in this moment. 
which tends to be the way like the world has worked for sure. the last three and a half years or four years uh, easily. Um, so let's get into this, right? Because eventually it goes from just like someone throwing shade in a conversational interview to it, it gets kind of, uh, are you woke? It gets mm -hmm. racial. It, yeah. it, it's uh, women hating on women. It, it gets into some really, yeah. not just food media stuff, some really serious stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my my like reaction to it was just like, ah, why you gotta be the white lady that's calling out the two like minority women that are doing stuff, you know? Um, that's my that was my reaction. I mean, I think she was definitely in the wrong. She's since apologized. I think she realizes that it was wrong. Um, I don't know if she realizes exactly why it was wrong, but. Um, yeah. I mean, and I'm not the one to be like, why do you have to go after them? You could go after Martha Stewart or Gwyneth Paltrow or any of these other people. But um, but man, there is a part of it. Like, why? Why you got to be the, the one going after minorities, you know? Yes, uh, definitely uh, on the surface, not a good look. Uh, yeah. I think one thing that's really important here is during the whole, you know, uh, to conclude it. And again, I don't know if they've made up or anything. I know that it like seemed like it really hurt Chrissy Teigen from like the initial response she had. And then like, I could not even imagine. Like, well, like I said, sucker punch, right? Like you got to feel a bit of a sucker punch there to, to have that kind of pop up in your feed on, on, you know, a media. Well, because I think they loosely know each other. It seemed like they you know, or like Chrissy Teigen said like, Hey, I cook her recipes right. and I respect other. her. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is, you know, and we, we have not had anything like this happen, but I can understand like, uh, you know, yeah. You, when someone says something about you and you thought you were cool with them yeah, or whatever, right. and then you're like, "Oh, what is beef. what is? Yeah, you got beef out of for, for no reason at all." Uh, here's here's what I will say again, with not knowing too much about it. Um, Allison Roman apologized, mm -hmm. right? And I do think and and had to, right? I mean, really, she's, we're in a moment. I, th I feel like she kind of had to. Yeah. Well, I mean, think? let's. Yeah. Well, listen. I mean, I'm not. Or I'm, you don't have to, and then you're kind of aligning yourself with a different crowd. I right. feel like. Well, as a as a as a chef told me once uh, during a dust up situation, like if you're gonna go at someone, then like you go at them, and then that's like a thing that you have like for the rest of your career. Sure. Right. Yeah. So I don't think uh, I'm giving her the benefit of the yeah. doubt. I don't think that's where she was going in the first place. Right. Um. And I think it's uh, you know, and I think that. You know, if, 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 if in context of a long conversational interview, mm. if that quote was, hey, who wouldn't want to be Chrissy Teigen? Hey, who wouldn't want to be Marie Kondo? What they've done is amazing. Right. Here's what I do. And here's, you know, here's what might be different about my brand or right. my style. Right. 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 Because I can't imagine that anyone who's in the lifestyle savant space wouldn't want to be in Chrissy Teigen's shoes. Right. And I don't know Marie Kondo as well. So right. like I, that's as a matter of fact, you put up a hashtag on one of I my posts right away. Okay. And then this is going into a little internal fight that we had here. Um, but like, I, I don't know her stuff. Yeah. But so do you think that it was tweaked at all from being in an interview and like, you know, not that mm. her words were changed because she, clearly she said what she said, but do you think that there's a moment in an interview where maybe you just, you know, the, the rambling or, or you, you lose touch with like your intellect. Yeah. <laughs> just no, I, I think, you know, a conversational interview, a podcast as an example mm -hmm. is a, is a space where you're talking so freely. It's not a PR clip. Um, and that there, there is room for things to be taken out of context. I don't mm. know Alison Roman. Yeah. I barely know Chrissy Teigen. Right. Um, but you know, giving, wanting to give people the benefit of the doubt. I think there's a little bit of that. Like, Hey, 
yeah, this would be so, this wouldn't have been an issue if you just said, I love Chrissy Teigen. She's crushing it. Here's what I would do different. Right. There's a bird walking by our window with like a giant worm. But don't you think that like, uh, (laughs) well, I'll play devil's advocate here for myself. Mm. Right. Because I had a moment like this in this quarantine where I was like, you know, don't we all have that part of our brain that's like, I wish I had that. I wish that was, I wish I got that opportunity or I wish that was me. You know, like we all have that little, little, you know, devil on your shoulder or whatever it is. Um, so do you think that that's all this is, you know what I mean? Do you think that that's it? That it's just like, I think that that I, again, that it's jealousy. Benefit I guess, of basically. the doubt, not knowing, uh, you know, someone's inner thoughts. Yes. And there's a way to express jealousy differently. Yes. Okay. And I'll do it right now. Like, of course I want to be, Guy Fieri. Sure. Of course I want to be Rachel Ray, right? Sure. Um, At different points in my career, did my internal voice, my jealous voice, my devil on the shoulder, as you put it, Mm. say, but I don't want to wear my glasses backwards on my head, Mm -hmm. you know, or I don't want to put stock in a uh, ice cube tray, right? Mm -hmm. Right. These are friends now. Yeah. But I can understand like, but it all comes from just like, these are the, this is the top of the table. If right. you're a lifestyle savant, right. You know, Chrissy Teigen's kind of at the top of the table. Yeah. Um, so anyway, big dust. But up. I mean, you know, lots of media hits, right? Well, again, well, I mean, well, I don't, you know, you, you, it's been all the food news. Well, you had also mentioned like, you know, she had to apologize. Well, yeah. no, you yeah. don't have to. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't think again, I think one of the things I read in the article was like that, that Alison Roman was trying to say is like, Hey, I, I do my own pictures and stuff and I'm just kind of like figuring this out. Like whether that's, you know, all true or not, or part of like the brand mystique. Right. Um, you know, the fact that it's not a PR company response, you know, like, uh, like, do you have to apologize? Like you should respond to it. But you know, in, 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 in the same way, I guess what I'm saying is I'd like to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah, like you say some things that you didn't mean uh, and maybe it came out wrong. And then the most important thing is this whole concept of you're calling out uh, people of color and women versus, you know, yeah. hating on women. women, on women crying, and right. even if you did that accidentally, the point is, is it an accident? I say mm. this as a middle aged white man, an older white man. Right. Right. Is to me, uh, you know, and over the last couple of years, what does being woke mean? Like to me, it's pretty simple. It means you may not have the accurate perception all of the time. And that when someone presents that you may not have that perception understood, mm-hmm. you have to be okay with it. It's not knowing everything. Right. It's not saying the right thing all the time. Sure. But it is understanding that you can have privilege filter your lens. So I'm glad this happened in that way, right? Mm-hmm. Because again, you had mentioned it right, right quick. If Alison Roman doesn't say Chrissy Teigen and Marie Kondo and says Gwyneth Paltrow or Martha Stewart, then it's just, you know, it's not as a, it's not, it's not the same article. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a little different nuance there, right? Yes. Anything you want to say to wrap up this dust up? No, I mean, team Chrissy. Nice. Okay. There we go. That's it. Yeah. You know? Team Chrissy. Uh, listen, I, I, again, don't know Allison at all. Giving her the benefit of the doubt. Cause we have lots of friends who do know her. Uh, uh, Team Chrissy, yes. Uh, I got mad at Chrissy Teigen once. You did? Yeah, I'm going to reveal it. Really? Because it was, a, well, <laughs> it was a couple of months ago. And again, one, let me just be clear. I love Chrissy Teigen. I've been on set with her. I think she's an amazing person. I think John is, John Legend is amazing. I think watching their family on Instagram is a joy 
to yeah. follow. Yeah. And they are both on top of their crafts, right? In any which way you want to say it. Yeah. Uh, but a couple months ago, Chrissy Teigen shut down my addiction to Soul Cycle. Oh, that's right. It was like a year ago, wasn't it? <laughs> a year ago. Okay. okay. But yeah, last summer, it sounds right, about right. Right. She blew up their spot. She said that they had some questionable um, backing behind them that that was, you know, politically not in line with her views and many of the views of her followers. Exactly. Okay. And uh, Chrissy Teigen, because again, she's someone I respect and uh, blew that up to the point where I felt uncomfortable going to Soul Cycle. Mm -hmm. And this yeah, there was a lot of like Soul Cycle shaming going on. Exactly. At that point. Yeah, so, I remember. I so remember this. this I got upset at Chrissy Teigen because okay. I, I like to think that I have an understanding that, especially with politics, that and especially big business in politics, that you are going to find aisles crossing through business a lot, right? And For sure. And sure. to think that only What's you know, in your good businesses sure. only yeah. are backed by one political party or whatever is is crazy. So it upset me because then I felt shamed, right? Ah, but yes. let me take you three months, two months down the road from that. Mm -hmm. SoulCycle then decides, hey, we're going to do this program uh, where you can ride and then you're... Uh, you know, you can donate money while you ride right. to these charities of your choice. Yeah. That's so right. then I am riding and I'm donating to the ACLU. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, I realized you need Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, that's the power. And, and I don't mean, right. listen, I love Chrissy Teigen, but you need people like Chrissy Teigen mm -hmm. because maybe, and I don't, I don't know anything about the soul cycle infrastructure, but maybe they don't make that decision if it wasn't for Chrissy Teigen. Oh, for sure. They were forced okay. into it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, truth to power, right? I mean, that's, and, and Chrissy Teigen has her own power as well. But like, you know, when you're talking about giant political forces and things like that, like you speak truth to power and you get it to move, like kudos. Exactly. <laughs> team Chrissy. So uh, <laughs> I've always been team Chrissy, but then back on. And again, I want to meet Alison Roman one day, and this is not about no. uh, picking a side. Either... No. Uh, and I'm glad that it's, I, and I, and if I know Chrissy, I honestly, if I was Alison Roman, I just would have been like, y'all, I've been in my house for 60 days and I'm going crazy. Which? <laughs> like, like I could, you know, I mean, I was listening to a podcast today, like from Brene Brown, who's amazing. And she was just saying how even she in this pandemic, in this quarantine, she is like apologizing constantly. I feel like I'm apologizing constantly. You're apologizing. Con it just like mm. emotions are high guys and like nerves are frayed mm -hmm. and everybody, uh, as we have said many times in our house, everybody is handling this differently at different moments of the day, literally second to second, minute to minute. So like if I, if it was me, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a PR team here, but I would have just been like, I'm sorry, uh, okay. I'm in a pandemic. <laughs> so I'm going to then throw a question to you. Okay. And it's one we've talked about a little bit. Okay. It's uh kind of piggybacking on this whole, like, jealousy why them sort of moment mm, yeah are you still upset with amy schumer <sighs> i told you not to mention her name um How can we not? because i don't like the women on women stuff okay well i'll give you this because this is going to be the 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 segment after this segment but yeah. I'll, then i will say amy schumer robert pattinson so that it's cross-gender oh okay are oh, you, you upset? you're just talking about like everybody is basically turning into food media right now every single person i don't care who you follow on instagram or twitter or facebook everybody's cooking because everybody eats like this is not you know this is universal right and so people that 
don't cook, have never cooked before, don't know what a pan is, like they're all cooking right now. Yes. That's and uh, this could all be summed up with uh, Keenan Thompson's bit from SNL two weeks ago where Big Poppy right. is doing the big Dominican lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, and, and uh, I want to just back up. Amy Schumer did a blurb for my cookbook. I've cooked for her once, and she was kind enough to do a blurb for the cookbook. Amazing. I'm a, a massive fan of Amy Schumer's comedy. Me too. So are you. Yeah, yes. totally. She happens to be married to a chef, and I guess they have a show on Food Network right now. And if you're, I think it's com- It's coming out. I don't oh, think it's coming it's out. out or, yeah. And it's them quarantined at home cooking. Yeah, right? I had a moment of jealousy, for sure. 100%. I didn't go and do an interview about it anywhere. Well, except here. <laughs> right. But understandably, right? Like, you know, uh, if you're a someone in the food television space and now all of a sudden people with, um, you know, better ratings, higher popularity are getting opportunities to do cooking shows. Uh, I can understand where that again, that sort of jealousy comes from. Yeah, totally. Sp- specifically with food TV, where there has been over the last number of years, you know, an, an influx uh, of people cooking yeah. that are celebrities from other artistic totally. Yeah. I mean, genres. again, it you can't fault people for... I mean, everybody eats, right? So not everybody cooks. Every, not everybody cooks, but everybody eats. And especially in this moment where you don't have restaurants, you don't have this, you know, everybody's cooking. And everybody's doing what we're doing, which is like, turn the camera on. I'm making a frothy cappuccino. Like, you know, it's just, it, it's just human nature. You're starved for content. You're... The only things you're doing during the day for sure is eating three meals. Like that's like your for sure schedule in the day is you're going to eat, you know, two or three meals or four or five, whatever. I don't know. And that's just, that's just where we're at. And so everybody that has any kind of a podium here is, is blasting out cooking content. It's crazy. Yes. And, uh, the way I've thought about this recently is again, same feelings, not specifically with the, the Amy Schumer thing, but like, again, these are feelings you have all the time. Mm. Why is this person getting a chance to do this? And I'm not right. Sure. And uh, most of the time it, it tends to be, you know, they're more famous than you. Right. Right. Totally. And, yeah. or, and, or also, wow, actually their content's really good. Right. And I mean, it, it's an amazing grab for food network. I'm not like it's, I'm, they're going to get ratings. Like it's going to rate. That's great. You know? Yes. So I'm going to try and take the entrepreneurial uh, response to this, which is how I deal with all of these things. Meaning like, yes, of course I want to do a show on food network. Turn on the camera here. We're making pancakes, but, but, but we eat pancakes Ugh. that no one loves. Uh, check out the Instagram story. Um, but I think anytime that you feel yourself getting those feelings. Yeah. Um, and again, maybe this is, you know, the way we're feeling about like all these celebrities in the cooking space right now. Um, or, you know, going back to the Alison Roman, Chrissy Teigen thing is like, it's always just better to try and look in the mirror and think about, well, like, listen, all I can yeah. control is yeah. my content. Right. Because in all honesty, that was not Amy Schumer stealing a show from us. So like, and I realized that very quickly yes, yes. after the first flame up of like, hmm, I'm mad at, yes. you know, of that, you know, five second. I kind of like that because you almost did a little Amy Schumer uh, in a dialogue <laughs> totally. voice. Totally. That's a voice. So that was a, like a little like five second of that. And then when it's gone, you're like, what in the world am I even thinking? Right. Because you weren't, we weren't going to be primed for that show. Like that wasn't our show. Like it wasn't, you know, so it's just, it's interesting. Yes. It's interesting. And, yes. and, and who knows like what comes from this. You know, like I, I told you, I had a conversation with um, our lawyer yesterday who works with a lot of music talent and like musicians right now are in the studios making music in, in six to eight months. There's going to be a renaissance of new music. Like there's going to be massive amounts of new music because of this. So I wonder what it'll be for food. 
I wonder if it'll do anything. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think um, creators create. Artists will keep producing art. I think that's what you're going to see across all genres. Uh, so shout out to Amy Schumer uh, for getting the show. Uh, whatever. Who cares? Go do your content. And that's good. We're not going to hate on it. Uh, but Robert Pattinson. Oh, now you're going to. The, okay, now you're going. Now you're going to a, maybe a dark place. This honestly like brought me the most joy reading this GQ article. <laughs> that i mean rivaling like top 10 of pandemic time like if if you haven't read it yet um because it's kind of new um i've started to see some like trickling like news things and pop up uh instagram stories about it but um robert pattinson's a cover story of gq um it's this long pandemic uh during the time of pandemic interview with pattinson and it's just amazing <laughs> Like it just, it's rambling and it's, it's very British and it comes and it goes and it's just absolutely amazing. I have to reveal that, uh, I read it right before we sat down here Yeah, and I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I've never kind of wanted to be, uh, someone more in like a weird First of all, you've of always way. wanted to be Robert Pattinson because like since Twilight. That's true. <laughs> I'm a, what are they called? Twilight fans? Twihard. Twihard. I'm a Twihard. Again, I want to be a vampire. I think I'm more of a werewolf. Well, right now. Yes. Just generally, I think body type wise. Uh, And I don't have, I'm not as slick as a vampire would be. True. Um, But yeah. So in this article, kind of tying this all together. Yeah. Why are we talking about Robert Pattinson and GQ? Yeah. Tying this all together, it comes out as he's, you know, uh, camped out in you know what is obviously a incredibly like luxury loft in London, where his film production is still sending him food and like that was also the best part. He's like, are they gonna forget about it and stop sending food? Like, yeah, he's is he Batman or whatever he's filming Batman or something like that, right? The Batman. Uh, but it comes out in this again amazing interview that he's pitching a food TV show or a restaurant concept. A restaurant concept. Basically, he just like takes this interview and is like, let's cook together on FaceTime and then like begins like a cooking show, I guess, which is what everyone's doing. Right. As a part of this interview. But in this interview, FaceTime, he's pitching a restaurant concept that he's actually pitched to a restaurateur. Yes. Which was confirmed in the interview. Sugarfish in Santa Monica. That was my favorite part. (laughs) <laughs> like, well, then they confirmed with the, with him and he was like, it's exactly this, like he this, said. This story is, is confirmed. Okay. You but, guys got to go read this article. Right. But I'll give you the, some of the, give, the give highlights. Give us sum it up. Yeah. Without spoiling it. The highlights are uh, he wants to open up a pasta concept where you eat pasta out of your hand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like, you remember in the early days, like this is only for like True Blue Starving for Attention fans. Okay. When we would do fake commercials totally. before we had any sponsors. Yes, amazing. And it was like a cricket farm and all sorts, you know, all sorts of crazy Great. concepts. Yes. This would be one of those. This would be one of them. Yes, definitely. Uh, and, and during his pasta pitch, by hand, pasta by hand, he's got a name for it. The sound, the name sounded great. Piccolino, Piccolino, Cucina or something really great. And so, and I guess during this interview, he's cooking pasta and also somehow in is the like, microwave, he's cooking pasta in the microwave, which I've never done. Now I want to try it. Definitely. Right. True. Okay. Like, and so it goes from like him wanting to open up a pasta concept to mm-hmm. also some weird bizarro version of Epic Mealtime. If you remember yeah. the Epic mm-hmm. Mealtime boys. Yeah. Uh, who are probably still throwing it out there, uh, where he's like got pasta in an aluminum foil listen, ball listen, with I'm sugar. Listen, listen, I'm just going to tell is, you the ingredients. Please. Let me just start with the ingredients. We don't need, I mean, like, again, you guys can read the article. 
but let me just the ingredients really sum it up in that it's pasta obviously microwaved pasta in this case um any kind of noodle um but he used penne and he's like penne definitely doesn't work <laughs> but <laughs> penne was what he used a squiggy blobby type. Squ- i know what, what he's talking about it's like radiatory i think oh. you know I, I, okay. it's what i read like nice. i don't know you guys read it let us know um so any kind of pasta copious amounts of sliced cheese like sliced american cheese like you know like that's how i read it too same like prepackaged sliced cheese sugar like brown, <laughs> like i think brown I sugar think lots. i think lots yeah right. like a big pile <laughs> sauce any sauce yeah nice <laughs> and that's it oh no and a hollowed out half of a hamburger <laughs> bun <laughs> so clearly and then I think early in the interview, there's one line that I, I took when he's talking about his his art and his acting, yeah. where another director or someone that knows him is like, hey, you got to understand, he's always kind of messing with you a little bit, right? which I think is also just very British, right? very New Yorker. But, very- he knows, but he knows it, and it's not exactly messing with him, messing with you to him. It was something like that. Yes. Like it was something very meta. Like, right? It made me kind of like fall in love with him even more because, uh, it, like the, and also the name Andy Kaufman. Right. Yes, so yes, like yes. if you're a fan of, you know, comedy and just method acting and like the lines being blurred and uh, Joaquin Phoenix and all of this sort of stuff, it's kind of fascinating. Go yeah. read the article. It's hilarious. Robert Pattinson. And like he's pitching a restaurant concept. Are you buying? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me put it this way. I, he can come on as an investor for our con. Well, he can do a pasta concept. Together? Okay. I have a problem doing a pasta concept with Robert Pattinson. It could be gluten-free. It could be amazing. I'd like to do one as well. Like it started that. Like, hey, why isn't pasta like fast food? Right. Great idea. Right. Yeah. But guess what? Mark Ladner's uh, tried it out. Trying yeah. it out. Like people, it, it is a good idea. Eating it out of your hand, definitely not now. <laughs> no. Yes. It's just a bad time. You missed it. Yeah. For missed, for really really close that like yeah. uh, like that that you know ungloved sort of pasta out of hand anyway. But Robert Pattinson blowing up the. You guys gotta go read media. this article. And. Uh, that's where we are with the roundup of food news. Some things serious, some not. Just to put a button on it real quick. Nothing but love for anyone who's all going out there doing their content. So totally. this is all of these people that we've talked about. Uh, Allison Roman and Chrissy Teigen and Amy Schumer and her husband. And I hope of course, it changes Robert food TV. We need new food TV anyways. Pattinson. I think it's going to, right? Because, you know, at, at some point... You know, people are also going to be like, I'm just bored of watching people cook on Instagram live making food. Yeah. Um, so I think that it will, there, it, something will happen. And that's, that's not me ha- hating on things. Something will happen. Uh, and I think it's going to be good. Jasmine Blaze, you're good. Thanks. Uh, this has been a fun episode, by the way. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Yes. Uh, this is Starving for Attention, Quarantine Chronicles, episode four. Thank you so much to you, our listeners. Do us a favor, as always, find a friend or a relative and get them to subscribe yeah. to the pod. Your quarantine mates. Exactly. Wiley Dufresne, you got seven people in the quarantine camp. At Please least five phones. Find those tablets and phones and hit subscribe. It means a lot to us. Thank you to our one presenting sponsor, San Pellegrino. Again, donating to the James Beard Foundation. When you have a presenting sponsor, you only have one. It's a good thing. That is true. The yes. big the big sponsor yeah. with their sleek new bottle, doing the right thing for our industry. Always you can find more info about San Pellegrino at sanpellegrino.com. Uh, Be honest. Are we going to make that Robert Pattinson thing? Though? Yes, right now. 
Until next week, everyone, stay safe, stay home if you have to, and of course, stay hungry. Let's go make it.